0: Lost Talk Radio. Actually, I put this up. Um, I think uh, uh, people on Facebook may be listening to this today. Not sure, but um, I—I've uh, developed in the last couple of weeks. I've started this Sunday morning sermons from the left, and uh, you know, it, it's actually—it's uh, it's under a religion uh, category on the Blog Talk Radio here, and you can find it and go to my show. But um, I think it's really important um, or I felt it was very important to um, to to begin uh, to, to try to try to understand um, all the things that 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 have been um, so misaligned so so um, lied about especially especially in a it comes to liberals. And I've always uh, stated that I'm a liberal and I have no shame of that. I recently was called a communist and a, all kinds of crazy, crazy-ass things. But, um, you know, I'm not. And, uh, you know, I'm an American and I'm a, I'm a patriot. But I cannot stand and will not stand for people like goddamn Trump, and I say this in all, in all respect, of God, Goddamn Trump and the goddamn Republicans and the goddamn KKKs and the goddamn idiots out there who think that they're some kind of superior uh uh race, all right. I say screw you, man. I say worse. I say fuck you. Okay. And uh, you know, I have no love for, for for this kind of craziness. None. And no tolerance for it in my life or anyone. Yeah, and I say this again and again and again and again uh, to anyone who's out there listening. Yeah, you know, I won't tolerate it ever in my life, and neither would Jesus Christ, because Jesus was a liberal. He was one heck of a guy. If you actually read about him and know anything about him, he was not a KKK member. He was not lynching black people and kicking them out of his 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 homelands and you know he wasn't some kind of bumbling fucking idiot all right yeah. so anyway uh, before i get too angry already in my sermon all right and i'm going to read this uh chapter chapter seven actually it is in my book uh you i have a digital book it's been out since 2010 and yeah, it's been well received. It's got uh, you know I can't I, I, I can complain I guess that uh, it's been ripped off by everybody in the world. Um, I mean that literally in the world. Uh, you know uh, I got it selling for two and a half rupees and uh, rubles or something in India. I got it. I mean it's craziness. So you know nobody. You know you're getting ripped off no matter if you if you're a writer or a musician or uh, whatever you are. So you just got to live with it and hope it, hope you, hope it, uh, I'm a strong believer in compensation and I believe there's a, uh, I believe there is some compensation to all people, uh, good, both good and bad, okay? But let me, let me begin this book. You can get this book on Amazon, by the way. You can download it as a e-book or you can buy it as a, as a, um, a, a paper copy and, um, it's called Naked as a Mic, the Survival of a Liberal in a Time of Peril. And let me begin. Jesus was a liberal. The radical liberal individual is merely a man or woman who has found peace within themselves and pursues an inner force or drummer, as Thoreau stated. In this state of mind, one always runs into conflict, controversy, or confrontation, It's part of the package. A radical is like a fish swimming upstream against the current toward his destiny. We don't really know why we have to do it. We just have to do it. Our instincts and convictions make us fight the current. When something is terribly wrong around us, we are not able to keep quiet or let it happen and continue without a fight. It is the way we are. Radicals uh, have been associated with the left of center ideologies and reactionaries associated with the right. We are basically the same except pitted against each other by ideologies. The radical insists on moving forward while the reactionary insists on moving backwards. The biggest lie the right has used to their great advantage is their self-righteous claim to high moral values as validated by their literal misinterpretation of the Bible. How dare we attack the word of God? Conservatives forget that the words they consider sacred are not necessarily the words of God, but the multiple translations and often mistranslated words of men that have deliberately edited, eliminated, misinterpreted, and manufactured the words of God's prophets. God, according to biblical scholars, never personally wrote anything down. He never, or according to the Bible, instructed anyone but Moses to write down the Ten Commandments, or which Moses later shattered in anger at the Israelites once he descended the mountain after many days of communicating with God through a burning bush. The King James Version of the Bible was interpreted by, interpreted rather, by Saint Fran, oh, Saint Francis Bacon and other known masons. Bacon was the founder of the Rosicrucians. King James was considered by many of the Christian world during this time as a pervert and a known uh, believer in paganism. The King James Bible was considered a deliberate misinterpretation of the ancient text promoted by the English king to confuse the English speaking world of its true content and the first puritans carried the geneva bible with them they considered they they, they considered uh, 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 king james a pervert david bay the founder of cutting edge ministries and cutting edge created a fascinating documentary entitled The Secret uh, Mysteries of America's Beginning. He is also one of the few individuals in the world that have a printed copy made from the original King James Bible. And in an illuminating discussion with David Bay, he stated on my show that the original uh, editions, uh, edition of the King James Bible was decorated in pagan symbolism. Illustrations of pagan gods and goddesses, dragons and mythological demons and symbols were prominently displayed on the cover and throughout the book. The original texts were described and translated um, by the early Roman Catholic Church, and the collection of works was edited, sorted, and translated from ancient Arabic into Latin, supposedly by a French monk, uh, Saint Jerome, in a monastery in France. The Catholic text was first printed in um, Germany in 1455. This first printing made the Bible available to scholars and the public for the first time. This revolutionary publication and Martin Luther's protest unleashed the Protestant Reformation. Religious scholars are well aware that the New Testament was not written by or recorded by Jesus. Immediate disciples, but in all instances, were... Um, I'm sorry. Let me start that again. Um, religious scholars are well aware that the New Testament was not written or recorded by Jesus' immediate disciples, but in all instances, they were transcribed from some 50 to 75 years after the death of Jesus and many years after the death of his disciples. The stories of Jesus were considered passed down orally by his followers and memorized for fear that written mentions of Jesus and the original disciples uh, if found in the possession of early Christians would be too dangerous because the Romans and Jews uh, still Uh, persecuted the early Christians for three centuries after the death of Christ. The greatest story ever told is without a doubt the story told by the conservative Christian right regarding the moral mandates they try to impose on the American people and the rest of the world using the authority of the Judeo-Christian Bible. This is not to say that any or all of the Christian or Judaic Bible are false, or fabricated, but it does give a learned and open-minded person pause to think uh, for a, mo- a moment about the many other authenticated texts of all the other world religions. The words of Abraham were not written by Abraham, the Koran was not written by Muhammad, and the um, teachings of Jesus were not written by Jesus, nor were the lessons of Socrates written by Socrates. All that is known of these men was described and transcribed by their followers, their students, and disciples. If a disciple decides to deify his or her teacher or wishes wishes to create their own following or cult, they will create a godly connection to their master in a glorious tale. The wisdom and truth bestowed on these inspired writings of, of parables or direct dialogue and teachings of the masters are considered the mark of authenticity bestowed upon these works. The authenticity of human and divine wisdom and prophecy are woven through all sacred texts, and they are honored and revered by each follower of um, of that religion uh, as the Word of God. A remarkable book entitled The Secret Scriptures, written by Dr. Kasim Khalil, published by Knowledge House Publishers, has brought to the public's attention the censored scriptures of one of Jesus' most devout uh, dis- uh, disciples, Barnabas. One that we never heard of, right? Well, the scriptures of Barnabas were hidden since the 5th century by the Catholic Church in the Pope's private library. Barnabas was the only disciple who was verified to have lived during the time of Jesus and was instructed by Jesus to be his scribe and record his teachings. It is well known amongst uh, amongst uh, religious scholars that the Gospels of the Christian Bible were not written by those disciples who have been credited for them. It has been well documented by numerous biblical scholars that over 400 authors have contributed to the collection of works known as the Bible, which include both Old and New Testaments. The scriptures of Barnabas described, describe a completely different Jesus that does the New Testament, which was revived and edited numerous times by the Catholic Church and many other Christian religions. Barnabas describes Jesus as a man, not a god, and states that Jesus often reprimanded all of his disciples for claiming him as divine. The teachings and life of Jesus, uh, according to the scriptures of Barnabas, were extremely radical for their time. Nothing about Jesus describes him as conservative or reactionary. Jesus was an extreme social and religious radical. His life and works created a two-thousand-year worldwide revolution that caused the eventual destruction of the Roman Empire and created the uh, Christian revolution to every um, and spread the Christian revolution to every country and continent. Jesus was a liberal. Jesus was an extreme radical, as were all of his followers. Any past or present moral leader of historical significance has pronounced their devotion to the nonviolent teachings of Jesus and to the liberal ideology that mankind is inherently good and the virtues of peace, love, truth, freedom, and justice are the pillars of human existence. The spiritual and social ideals of conservative and reactionary ideologues are diametrically opposed to the true teachings of Jesus. Jesus was a liberal. People gathered together as nations or religions do not have the right to inflict by violence and enslavement their religion on others. No one has that right, even to them by any holy text, unless that text has been mistranslated or is a text of an evil or satanic cult designed to harm an individual or degrade, rape and murder an infidel, pagan, Gentile or Jew. If anything is true, Peace and love for fellow men are the the marks and characteristics of God. Any people who go to war except in self-defense from attack or invasion are morally wrong. War is a barbaric belief of uncivilized and ignorant human beings. The destruction and murder of another race, culture, or society to acquire by force their resources or wealth or to annihilate a people for the face of the earth because of a violent racial hatred, is morally wrong when considered for use by any measure of enlightened human intelligence. All true men and women of God and conscience are radicals. Jesus was a radical, Moses was a radical, Buddha was a radical, Muhammad was a radical, Martin Luther was a radical, and Martin Luther King was a radical, Mahatma Gandhi was a radical. Every progressive moral leader has been and is a radical. Every fundamentalist of any religion is a reactionary. Anyone who believes that their sacred text is the absolute truth as it is written is a complete fool. Anyone who uses methods of violence, guilt, sanctions, ignorance, or malice inflicts wounds or or oppresses another to accept their will or faith over their own is morally and reprehensibly wrong. If God created man, then he created all men. He created everyone. If God chose to speak with men, then he would communicate any way he wanted to. Why does an English-speaking person... Um, think God would only speak English? Or why does a white man think God has to be white and force uh, the world to think that way as well? Could it be for his own supremacy over others and have nothing to do with God? Why does a church or mosque or synagogue have to be the, the absolute chosen sacred, uh, sanct- uh, sacred uh, ground sanctioned by God? Didn't God and Jesus and Muhammad and every prophet roam the desert or were expelled from somewhere and never allowed a real home to call their own? Christ supposedly said to Peter, you are the rock I build my church upon. Isn't the basic teaching of all religions based upon the true believer living in their faith and little want for violence or material gain? Religious arrogance and intolerance, is an evil far greater than any other. It has caused more deaths, more separations, more conflicts, and division than any other cause of hatred known to mankind. The unholy throne of Satan is adorned with the many symbols of man's religions. One God, one good, one evil, there is nothing more simple to understand. Why the savage soul of a man remains savage is because of his intolerance of others. Once man accepts the reality that God is all of his creation, war and conflict will end. Would Jesus or Muhammad or Buddha or Socrates or Krishna argue over an individual having love, mercy, and compassion for another? I think not. That is God's message. And that concept is considered radical today. Huh. Yeah. So, guys, that's the uh, that's the way that it is, man. I mean, I, I I can't explain it any better. Um, I just can't. And I think that I think that we're into a uh, an era now where I know I sound intolerant. I said, but you know, I'm not really intolerant. I am intolerant to people who hate people like, you know, who want to do good, who want to save the environment, who want to spare uh, children from being caged, you know, at the border, you know, to spare the world from Satan, like, like, you know, Satanist people like uh, the Trump administration and all of his friggin' followers, all right? I mean, you know... God was, Jesus was crucified, all right? He was crucified by God-haters, all right? He was crucified by Jews and Romans and pagans and all the people who refused to believe that man has the right to exist in peace, love, honor. But, you know, were I, were I, and so many people, now, um, of my ilk, if you will, liberals, from um, people that I I thought were, you know, nonviolent, <laughs> uh, nonviolent radicals, you know, um, uh, the peaceniks that I was, that I am. And if you write, if you if you listen, if you, uh, I start off this article, this this book, um, with the 2003. Um, uh, um washington d c um anti anti war rally and um actually it was on martin luther king day uh january eighteenth two thousand and three and um <coughs> i did a documentary on that for um uh, uh, a televised documentary uh, that went out Throughout the state of Connecticut and parts of Mass and New York, but the important thing that I wanted to mention is, is that um, my uh, over time, over a lot of time, my uh, lightweight liberalism, if you will, um, changed. And one of the reasons that it did change was because back in two thousand four uh back to two thousand five november uh september uh twenty fourth uh two thousand five was a day of days and that was when i, I did a documentary also in d c one of the largest uh, docu- uh the largest docu- largest um, um one of the largest uh anti war demonstrations um that uh ever there are almost half a million people there, and um, it was a it was a remarkable uh, display of of hundreds of thousands of people marching in unison uh, with signs and, and and statements and and speeches and things that are wonderful. And I I caught that on film, and it's available. It'll, uh, in fact, I'm re-releasing it um, uh, nationally through. A, uh, syndication and uh, very soon and uh, I'm speaking to uh, distributors now uh, but the uh, important thing is to remember is the uh, that uh, the, the, what I wanted to mention was that day the day I'll go down in infamy was the day that the uh, that the Bush administration Actually, sprayed the demonstrators with a bio weapon. It was called tularemia. Actually, they sprayed it. We saw it coming out of the. We saw. It, we saw them spraying us out of the helicopters. Okay, this stuff was floating down. You could, you could smell it. You could taste it. Um, and and uh, many people come. Do you, do. I think they're spraying stuff on us They're spraying stuff on us. Well, what we did, Lila and I. We, uh, when we realized that, we took film. I took film of of the helicopter and so on. But we we immediately went to um, uh, the Ronald Reagan Building, which is nearby, and we went underground and we stayed there for several, for about an hour. We ate and we um, figured that, you know, we would be less apt to be uh, sprayed by anything if we were underground. But a lot of people didn't. A lot of people stayed there, and a lot of the New organizations and stuff didn't say anything about it. I guess they didn't know. But um, what happened was is that we um, we escaped that that nightmare, actually, from being sick. But many of the people that drove back with us were very sick. Some of them were vomiting. Some of them were exhausted. They had, you know, hard breathing. Um, you know, they stuffed up. And, that, and that's exactly what tularemia does. It, uh, it acts as kind of a flu, you know. Uh, it causes conjunctivitis and uh, bad breathing and, and uh, flu-like symptoms immediately. Uh, and some of the people that we, we came back uh, on a bus, and, uh, um, and and it was announced two days later in the Washington Post and ABCNews.com, not the ABC News thing, but it was announced by the um, Washington Post. Uh, article that they uh, they discovered uh, um, in the biosensors all around washington d c john around the mall where there's six actually six biosensors that are put up there you know to to um, uh, in Washington to um, you know detect uh any bio uh, any any uh, uh, biological warfare um, or any anything and what happened was is that uh, those all went off that day. <laughs> Those all went off that day. And no, of course nobody was told. And nobody. But Washington Post did this um, article and said yes. And they talked to the CDC and they explained that it was it, that they discovered it was uh, um, 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 uh, uh, tularemia. All right. Now tularemia is a well-known. It, it's, it's been in the American arsenal for many, many, many years. It was actually first used in uh World War One. Exactly. Right. And uh and again, but what it does is it um it claims is if you expose if if you expose two hundred and fifty thousand people, let's say, to and there was well over that. Um if you expose that many to to an aerosol, the aerosol spray of it, they will um immediately uh of that many, there will be 19,000 deaths, based on that. Now, Salon.com did an article uh, on it uh, shortly after that the exposure came out, and so you know, I did a, I, I did a a, a a warning. I did a televised warning and a radio. I was on FM radio, and uh, we warned. Um uh, what happened and i read I, uh, and uh you know it was a uh a frightening frightening experience to know that that your own fucking government would uh would would spray you you know and there's a lot of people out there that are very well aware that it happened because they 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 got sick and I wouldn't doubt if some of those people actually died back then uh, back then um i wanted to uh I wrote several several articles, uh, published them on my website, and, and uh, I wanted to mention this. Uh, this is the uh, this uh, this is the the article I wrote, and it was on it was, uh, October 10, um, 2005. And then on October 10, uh, remember you got to remember that the The actual thing happened on the 24th of of um, September of 2005. That was the rally. There was no word that came out until October 1st, and that came out by Washington, by the, the first article by Washington Post. But I'd like to read this to you so that uh, um, you understand the kind of government that we have now the kind of people in government, the kind of Republican and, 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 and Democrat and, and all of these bastards that are in government right now. Not one of them. I think the only one I would give any credit to at this point in time is Alexandria Cortez. Yeah, I love that girl. I think she's, she's, she's the future. She's the future of this country and this government. And I back her, and people like her a hundred percent. But I fear for her in Washington. I fear for these neophytes in Washington because they they don't understand the the treachery of this government, you know. And uh, I want to read this because it's very important. Uh, Check out my book. It's on my website, Naked at the Mic, Survival of a Liberal and Time Apparel, available on download uh, and available in uh, on uh, on hard copy. So good night, everybody, or good, night. good morning, everybody. Thanks for listening.